Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Good morning, welcome to On The Pace on a Monday morning. Trust your weekend was good and that you backed a winner and the TRB account had some money in it because over the next month we're going to have plenty of great harness racing options for you to shop for. We had the Hunter Cup on Saturday night at Melton. We'll talk shortly not only to the driver of the winner, but the driver of the second horse, both potentially heading to our Miracle Mile Carnival, the Mile, on March the 4th, so less than four weeks away. But before then, we have qualifiers, we have the Chariots of Fire, we have the Newcastle Mile, and a lot of intrigue into who turns up and even who starts favourite. Also this morning we'll try and talk to Tim Williams. He made his debut at Menangle on Saturday night and won the feature pacing race with BD Joe. He takes Kalua Flyby, the New Zealand filly, to Menangle on Tuesday afternoon where she is in actually a very hot race for a Tuesday afternoon, one of the potential favourites for the New South Wales Oaks. But David Moran is a man who has been behind some very good horses in the last couple of years. He was behind another one on Saturday night and he won the Hunter Cup with Honolulu Bay and he drove it an absolute peach. David, thank you for joining us and congratulations, mate. That was a hell of a drive. Yeah, thanks, Mick. Thanks for having me on. Uh, <laughs> I've probably got a little bit lucky. I don't know if it was uh, basically drive, just might have a little bit of luck, mate. You were three wide with cover down the back straight. They burned early in the Hunter Cup at Melton on Saturday night. And you had to make a decision to go four wide or duck back to the inside, take some gaps and hope you got a clear run. Was that instinct or is it a case of driving at Melton so often, you know that the wider you get, the harder it gets? Yeah, it can be, um, can be a very tricky tricky move, uh, Nick. It's, Melton's a funny track. It um, the sprint lane does seem to come up late. You turn into the into the home straight, and you sort of got to hold them up for that forty or fifty metres before you actually get the uh, the last red peg to um, to enter the sprint lane. So it can be quite tricky. You've got to make sure the leaders have got plenty of momentum, and it's not horses out wide that are that have sort of got the fly in you a little bit. So um, so it can be uh, it can be a, a tricky one which way to go. But he's a horse that. Um, he doesn't really run run away from his rivals and put him to the sword uh, really quick. So I didn't really want to elect to go too wide on him and give him too much air and time to think about things. I just thought if we could coil him up, um, you know, the ones out wide weren't making that much ground very quick. So I thought it was probably the best option to take. He seems to be a horse who's matured a lot mentally over the last four months. Do you think the Inter-Dominions helped him grow up? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think Emma and Clayton's training, uh, you know, the way they train their horses is obviously uh, gave him a lot of grounding and, and strengthened him up. Um, and then also with the, with that high class of racing that he's had to enter into um, since joining their stable, um, you know, you've got that along with the along with the Inter Dominion series. Like you said, that's quite a gruelling test for um, for a lot of horses, and he seems to have come through it probably better than anyone. Is he still better, David, driven with a sit? Because um, it seems a long time ago now, but he actually went to the Lensmith Mile and ran second, beaten by the horse he beat on Saturday night. I cast no shadow. So he's got Menangle form, 
But at Menanga, it's good being on the front end of the field. Do you think Honolulu Bay can do that, or do you think to get the best out of him, you need to not burn him off the gate? I think over the mile, um, I think over the mile, you can do, you can do, um, you know, you can do a bit of work on him, and he's probably better. He's probably just as good in front over the short. He, uh, he's got a quite a high cruising speed, and uh, and he can roll along out in front, and it'll be pretty hard to get past. Um, we've just found that over the longer trips, that if you know, if we can drive him dead and, and not bustling too much early, um, you know, he does seem better off. But um, yeah, as you know, he's going to strengthen up, and there's going to be times where where we're going to be able to be use him early and and then take a sit with him or whatever it may be. Uh, He's just going to get better and better the tougher he gets, I think. All right, David, are you going to be behind him? I presume he's coming to Menangle. Have you spoken to to Emma Stewart and Clayton Tonkin, who trained the horse, about where he goes, what he does, and whether you'll be on him? Yeah, no, I haven't spoken to him uh, too in depth, Mick. Um, I'd imagine that would be their target. I'd be be quite certain that that would be their target. Um, With that being, yeah, I'd I'd like to think that I'd... uh, I'd be driving him. I couldn't. Um, I couldn't imagine seeing anything different. But um, yeah, I'd imagine that'll be the target, and, and hopefully, I'll be the pilot. We saw some very good horses at Melton the other night, and the one everybody's talking about is Captain Ravishing. What do you make of Captain Ravishing, who's a stable mate uh, of Honolulu Bay, versus Honolulu Bay? Because obviously, you haven't had a sit behind Captain Ravishing on race night yet. He looks incredibly good, but it's often a big step up from age group racing to taking on the best hardened Group One horses. Yeah, look, he, he's a freakish talent. Um, he, he looks like he could be anything, to be honest. Um, it's always hard. It's always, you know, it's always hard. The four-year-olds taking on the older horses um, come out of that three-year-old season with limited amount of starts and and hard runs, but um, oh, he looks like. He's probably going to be the next big thing, but it's like everything, Mick. As you know, if you uh, you draw poorly in them races like the Miracle Mile, and you get left out, left parked out in the forty-eight mile, um, it can sometimes just be mathematically impossible to beat them. So um, yeah, so it should be good. It'd be great to see him come up against the older horses, but um, I think he he's got the will there and the uh, and the speed that he's going to quit himself quite well, really. What about the manners? He, he seems to be a horse who, who gets very racy, as a lot of the captain treacherouses do, but he also seems to put his head on the side a touch. Has he got the manners, from what you can see, and I suppose we're all having a bit of a guess at the moment, uh, to beat a Honolulu Bay or even a Bondi lockdown type horse? Because Menangle seems to be a track where, if you don't run straight and true, uh, it, it really puts a premium on that. Yeah, that's right. Now, um I, th- I think he's got the manners. I think Emma and Clayton will have him. Um, I think they'll have him spot on for them sort of races, and I, I don't see it be an issue. But um, yeah, like you said, it, it's hard to know until they come up against them older horses and uh, cut them really strong miles. It's hard to really get a guide on uh, on how they will, how will I, how they will adjust to them. So um, yeah, so off face value, from what I can see now, I don't think he'll have an issue. But we'll soon see. Mate, one of your old mates um, made his US debut yesterday. It must have been very tough for you in Lock and Var Art. Had to head offshore. I believe you obviously had a little bleed somewhere, and often when they have a bleed, they head to North America because they can race on Lasix. Did you catch him yesterday? Have you seen Lock and Var Art winning fresh up for Team Triton? Yeah, I've seen him. Um, I've seen him. Um, yeah, 
Yeah, no, it was good. No, we uh, we went to the club yesterday and had some lunch and and uh, sat down and watched him. It was good. No, he uh, he went quite went quite good first up. He naturally generally improves uh, after a couple of runs. So um, no, I thought it was quite a good run first up. And it was good to see. A lot of hype around the horse. Obviously, you know, he he is a great horse and he was a great horse here. Um, didn't beat much yesterday. Is it a case that we need to wait a few more runs, as you said, and see how he dials into the whole North American thing before we find out where he sits over there? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, you know, I think he, he's like I said, he's obviously a horse that always gets better with a couple of runs. Um, so I think without without him racing for a fair while now, we will see that improvement. Um, judging off the way that it looked yesterday, it looked like it was pretty cold. So a fifty mile probably wasn't all that bad. So I think once. Uh, I think we've sort of probably got to give him them a couple of runs just to um, just to adjust over there and, and see how he handles it. But um, yeah, I'm sure he'll clean himself quite well um, with the horse he is. Mate, Menangal's been a funny track for you. You've won a Chariots of Fire there. You've been very good in a Miracle Mile. You've won an Inter-Dominion and lost it in the room, and I, I still don't think you should have, to be honest. Um, are you looking forward to getting back to Menangal? Is it a place you like going to after all the dramas you've been involved with um, yeah, it's a it's a funny sort of place. Um, it, it can be quite a tricky track to drive if you if you don't drive there a lot often and you haven't driven there a lot. Um, you, you do have to be really switched on. Um, you can be caught off guard quite quickly. But depending on the horse you're driving, also um, you know how they've got to be driven. Um, it, it can be a really good track if if you're driving a horse that you've got to sit up and have the last crack at them. Uh, it can be quite an easy track to drive, but. Um, yeah, I wouldn't say it's my favourite track, that's for sure. All right, mate, you've had a, a tricky last couple of years with the suspension and you have to unwound the team and then wound them back up again. How many horses does David Moran have in work at the moment? Yeah, so we're um, I'm a private trainer for a guy called Greg Fleming now, um, just down the road from Shepparton, which is it's quite a nice setup. We're doing uh, anywhere from 25 to 30 horses at the moment. Um, probably like to cut down a little bit. Um, yeah, but it, it's it's quite a nice setup, and it's quite a you know we've got a couple of nice horses coming through. We haven't got any any lock and arts, but we've got a couple of nice young ones coming through. So hopefully they can fill the void. Well, mate, it's uh, great to see you back driving Group One winners. You reminded us all of the quality of your rangemanship on Saturday night, and was it fun? You had a bit of a whip flourish. Was it was it fun to be out there at that level again? And, and beating some of these new young guns, Jack Trainer, Zach Butcher. You know, there's a lot of guys out there who are coming through now, particularly in New South Wales. Was it nice to, to get one back and remind everybody that Dee Moran's a Group 1 driver? <laughs> uh, it was good. Um, yeah, you know, Mick, they're, they're, um, they're great racers to be involved in. Um, my credit's probably got to go to Bill and Ann Anderson. They've been, um, they've been extremely loyal. Um, like I said, I've, I've had a suspension and things like that of late and, and to come back and rebuild can sometimes be quite tricky. People uh, people in a lot of industries seem to forget about you quick if you're if you're not there and your name's not out there. So I've got to um you know credit to them. They've been extremely loyal to me and put me straight back on and um, and to Clayton and Emin. Um, you know, they've been great. They've they've given me opportunities that uh, that a lot of people don't get. Um, yeah, I'll probably owe all my credit to them really. The drive the drive probably you know, anyone can probably pull that off. We got pretty lucky and the race was, was run to suit, so I don't think I really have to do too much. I'm not sure that's true, but I'll let you say that, David, because you were being modest. So I thought it was a hell of a drive, mate, and a lot of people thrilled at Melton on Saturday night for you. Look forward 
to seeing you at Menango in a couple of weeks' time. No worries, Mick. Thanks very much for having me on, mate. David Moran drove Honolulu Bay to win the Hunter Cup. He actually beat I Cast No Shadow. If you go back to October, I Cast No Shadow beat Honolulu Bay in the Len Smith Mile. So much has happened for both horses since then. But they're making a case that at the Group 1 level, they are two of our better paces. And you wouldn't have thought that midway through last season. Jack Trainer drives I Cast No Shadow at the moment. And good morning, Jack. Thank you for taking the time to join us. Yeah, good morning, Mac. Not a problem. Mate, uh, I thought he was really good, I Cast No Shadow. And look, I suppose we sort of thought the Len Smith might have been a fluke. It was at home. Then he had the trail and the Inter-Dominion. He won that for Cameron Hart. And you think, oh, well, he's had the right sort of run. I actually thought the other night's as good as he's ever gone. He's only run second, but he's beaten some really good horses and done so after showing some gate speed. Yeah, that's right, Mick. And sort of, um, as you said, he's sort of had the most in the Inter-Dominion and the Lens with Molly had the perfect trip. And obviously there was a little bit of talk before the race that maybe he was only a horse that was suited to taking a cheap run on the fence, but... I think he proved on Saturday night that he's a genuine uh, grand circuit horse and um, I was wrapped with his performance. Unfortunately, we were just beaten by a better horse in a 10 out of 10 drive on the night. I presume he's going to head home now to the Miracle Mile. He seems to love Menangle. Um, obviously, he won the Lean Smith back in October. Do you think he's coming home a better horse than he left? Yeah, I think so. I think this trip away will be the making of him. Um, he's had some hard runs against some great op- opposition now. And like you said, back to an angle where we can drive him for his speed, which is his main, is his best attribute. I think that is where he'll do his best racing. And um, yeah, really looking forward to hopefully uh, being able to drive him through this carnival. Uh, you've been good, uh, lucky enough to drive and skilled enough to drive some really good horses and we're going to ask our guests over the next couple of weeks of what they make of Captain Ravishing because you're on an open class horse who's an Inter-Dominion champion. Captain Ravishing is favourite for the Miracle Mile even though he's never raced an open class. What do you make of that transition for him and going through the Chariots of Fire at Menangle, him potentially turning up at a Miracle Mile? We all know he's good. Do you think he'll handle it? Yeah, I, I, first time I've seen him racing the flesh on Saturday, Mac, and he's, um, he's an impressive animal. He's, his speed's just amazing, um, in my opinion. I, I, he just goes from zero to 100 so fast, and I think over these coming months where these mile racing's going to be right up his alley, and um, yeah, I think he definitely transitions to that open class. He's, uh, yeah, he's an exciting, exciting animal, that's for sure. Mate, you uh, had your own horses, which you couldn't be there to see at Menangle on Saturday night, and Josh Gallagher did the job with perfect stride in the first on the card. Um, always had plenty of ability, this horse. He's, he's, um, he's obviously had some issues along the way. Where's he at at the moment? Yeah, he, he's in a really good place at the moment, Nick. He's um, last three runs for me have been great uh, since he's been gelded. Things have made, made the big difference, and... Uh, obviously, probably, unfortunately, his form for just hasn't come good enough wide at the right time to say that he'd be riding the bigger races over the carnival. But maybe just that one grade below, he'll, he'll be one of the major contenders in them, I reckon. So I'm really happy with how, how he's coming along. You also train Reactor Now, who was second and not beaten by much by BD Joe in the open class pace on Saturday night. 
Where does he fit into things? Is he a horse who gets a crack at a Newcastle mile or he gets a crack at a Miracle Mile prelude or is he a horse better off on that Group 1 free-for-all on March the 4th, the, the sort of consolation to the mile? Yeah, well, he's another one a lot like Perfect. He's actually, um, he just keeps getting better and better, this fellow, and I'm liking him even more each run I give him. He, he sort of pleasantly surprised me on Saturday how close he got in, in the last quarter that he runs. So, much like Perfect, unfortunately, his form probably isn't strong enough to warrant a start in those main Miracle Mile races, although we can obviously nominate and try, but I definitely think he's going to be competitive in those B-grade ones, that's for sure. You had another winner on Saturday night, Punt Away, a horse who did a fair bit of racing out in the country regions at Leeton and the Riverina region and um, seems to have really settled in well now. So obviously you've got the horse from, from David Kennedy and Jack Painting and um, now now with you, looks like a horse who's probably got a future at Meningle. Yeah, she does. She's a really honest mare and um, again, she's probably just that one grade below my better mares, but at the same time she's, she's cutting his teeth and... Uh, the real trier, so she's probably going to have a crack at those ladyship qualifiers in a fortnight's time, and uh, yeah, she's the sort of horse that could easily get into the race, but she's probably just that one season or one step below the best mares at this minute. And the last league of your treble on Saturday night, so congratulations on that, was Don't Need an Excuse. Again, a horse who raced in the country, they come to Menangle eventually once they get up in the grades, and this one seems to like it tough. He's from a tough New Zealand breed, and he, he seems to enjoy the racing uh, closer to town. Yeah, he does. He, he's obviously been uh, purchased by Mike Tanner, one of my Canadian owners, and uh, he probably flies out in March, so he's just going to have another couple of starts here in Sydney before he flies over and will continue racing over in Canada. So obviously it's good to be able to get those horses that have probably just broken through and reached their peak at the country circuit. And obviously then I get them for a month or two to race in Sydney for some good states before they transition and go over to race in the States or Canada. So he's a horse that'll do a really good job, um, although he will only have another couple of starts for me before he goes. Mate, tomorrow at Menangle on the Tuesday afternoon meeting, you have Andover Love in race three. Now, I think Andover Love's good enough to win a race like this, but I'm not sure where he's at mentally or even physically. What do you make of Andover Love in race three tomorrow? Yeah, he definitely found himself in a winnable race, Nick. He's saying that he doesn't win out of turn very often. Um, he did feel really good last night. I, I might have just um, put him through a gap and a bit quick the other day and obviously went off balance and, and went off stride, which is very unlike him. So uh, I think we can put a pin through that. And, yeah, although it's hard to give a real good winning push, um, he definitely should go on this race. All right, mate, if I said to you right now, because the Miracle Mile is less than four weeks away, who's the horse to beat in the Miracle Mile, considering you drive one of them? You saw Honolulu Bay up close, flashing by the other day. You've seen Captain Ravishing, but of course you know Bondi Lockdown. Who's the horse to beat in the Miracle Mile? Yeah, well, it's a, it's a good question, Mick. I think um, Captain Ravishing from what I've seen so far, but I, I think you can't take anything away from Bondi Lockdown's first start. He, he runs some unbelievable sectionals, and um, yeah, I think he would have been benefited from the run, so it looks like um, the Linda's got him figured out pretty quick, and yeah, if you had to pick one, I reckon Bondi Lockdown's the one at the minute. 
Thanks, Jack. Mate, well done uh, with your drive the other night. You couldn't have done more for I Cast No Shadow, and we're going to be bothering you over the next couple of weeks. So before we let you go, actually, quick question. Happy with stylish Memphis? Is she where she needs to be uh, leading into the ladyship mile in a couple of weeks? Uh, yeah, she is. She is, Mick. I was really happy with her run last last week. She obviously had to do all the work and uh, beaten by the stablemate Brave New Kelly. So both of those two mares are in great form, and I couldn't be happy with them. They both race this Saturday night. Okay, who drives who over this carnival? Uh, Cameron Hart's going to drive Brave New Kelly. Um, albeit Anthony, but was trying to wrestle the drive off him last night. Um, but he's going to stick. Stick with Bravey Kelly and I'll stick with Solzman just right through. Beautiful, mate. Look forward to seeing them in the ladyship mile and whatever else lies ahead of them at the carnival. Thanks for joining us this morning, Jack. Not a problem, making any time. Jack Trainer, who does a super job, as you heard, he trained a triple at Menango on Saturday night, drove I Cast No Shadow to finish second in the Hunter Cup and has two of the best mares in Australasia heading for the ladyship coming up in two weeks' time. A guy who doesn't go to Menangle quite as much is Tim Williams. He went there on Saturday night. He's one of the leading drivers in New Zealand. He's a name not well known in Australia. He's going about changing that because he drove BD Joe to win the free-for-all pace there on Saturday night. And good morning to you, Tim. Thanks for taking time out of your Monday morning to talk to us. Hey, Mick. How are you? Mate, I'm well, thank you. Um, have you driven at Menangle before? I think you've been there a couple of times. Um, if so, was that your first winner? Uh, yeah, I was lucky enough, Mick, a few years ago now. With obviously, um, a few of Mark and Nat, so I, I dabbled a couple of times. Uh, first Saturday winner. Uh, had uh, one on a Tuesday, and uh, yeah, like you say, li- limited op- opportunities there, but uh, you know, good to get back and um, test the waters. These days you drive for Team Telfer, that's Steve Telfer. He has his sister Amanda in partnership and Hayden Cullen, so it's a very big business. For those people who listen to this and always think that New Zealand harness racing is completely dominated by your former boss in Mark Purden, now this Team Telfer's got pretty big, I would suggest, Tim. They have over 100 horses at work and two stables with another one on the way. Yeah, like I say, it's... Uh a little bit daunting, uh, Mick, as uh, you know, Steve Stockman's getting uh, getting bigger by the day, if you would allow him, but uh, yeah, I'm sure when the sales come around again in a, another week or so, uh, things are going to get bigger again, but, you know, like you say, Raptor, they're associated with a team that's uh, you know, got, a, got big owners behind them and, and big numbers, uh, being a driver, it makes, makes my life a lot easier, there's uh, plenty of horses there to choose from. One of those horses is BD Joe. He went to Menangle Saturday night. He won fresh up and, and, and did so at one fifty point six sitting part. How do you rate him as a horse? Because I've always thought he's a horse who would like Menangle, but many New Zealand horses don't cop it there fresh up. So to win a one fifty point six. Yeah, look, probably surprised us a little bit, um, Mick. Obviously, uh, being fresh up and the rain they'd had at home before he left, he obviously missed a trial, but you know, I think that's uh, you know, credit to Steve and the team at home. They, they did a great job to have him in as good order as they could without having to run under his belt. So they did what he did. It was a big effort. And you know, I think uh, all things being equal, he, he should improve a fair bit off the run too. So um, you know, it was just good to give him a, give him a run on the track and, and try and get him uh, you know, a little bit more forward for his next assignment. Obviously, they're going to get harder from here on in.
Sorry, Tim, we might have just lost you there, mate. Just asking, uh, is he a horse who's going to stick around Menangle or is BD Joe a chance to go to the Newcastle Mile? Well, I think at this stage, Mick, um, all things are pointing towards Newcastle. Obviously, um, it's a pretty good carrot they dangle the one against the automatic entry to the Miracle Mile, so that's the path they're leaning towards at the moment. And um, you know, like I say, he's come through the run really well from the other night, pulled up great, so Newcastle's a big chance we'll see him there next. Okay, Ultra Wise Guy, the stablemate, started in the same race. What was the report there? Yeah, he's another one. Obviously, uh, I think the run will do him the world of good. He's he's probably the better doer of the two, and um, you had a trickier draw. But you know, I think uh, you know these these miles are going to stand him in good stead. He's he's got good gait speed himself, so he drew a little bit tricky overnight. But I think um, you know when he when he can come up with a, a nicer barrier, he's uh, you know, going to be okay, able to put himself on, on speed. him. Just see if we can reconnect with Tim because a few problems there. Unfortunately he's just dropping out. We might take a very quick break and try and come back on the other side and catch Tim for a couple of minutes before we finish up this morning. The Inglis Classic Sale is Australasia's best value healing sale, where the average price of an Australian stakes winner since 2018 is $100,000. Recent graduates include Marzu, Ice Bath and Classic Legend. Classic catalogue available now at inglis.com.au Team Teal is back and TAB is teaming up with the harness racing industry and Women Can to help raise awareness and much needed funds for ovarian cancer research. So from February 1 to March 15, Reigns Women will wear the Team Teal coloured driving pants. And every time a female driver wins a harness race in Australia, TAB will donate $200 to Women Can. Visit the Team Teal website to donate today. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help 1800 858 858. Okay, welcome back. Sorry for the technical issues here. We've had Tim Williams with us from New Zealand and we had a few little bugs in the system. And Tim, are you still with us, mate? Yep, no, still here, mate. Thank you for joining us again, Tim. Uh, Carlua Flyby is a filly that you're taking to Menangle tomorrow. Now, she's ended up in a very sharp race. Um, she's here for the Oaks. What sort of chance do you give her tomorrow and how ready is she for her Australian debut? Look, Mike, she seems really good. Obviously, um, been here over the weekend, had a had a hobble on her yesterday, and you know, she gave a great feel, and she still in really well. And you know, we break she had at the end of uh, end of December. I think still in good stead. She's strengthened up a touch, and uh, you know I think the miles. Whatever she does tomorrow, she's improvement off. But uh, you know, just nice to get her to the track and let her have a, a bit of a look around, and you know, I'm sure she'll be hitting the line pretty strong tomorrow. Okay, she's going to be the favourite for race seven. This is at five or seven past five tomorrow. Is she a type of horse who can cross them early and be too good and make punters feel good about taking the short odds? Or is she a horse who, fresh up, with bigger targets in mind, might be driven differently? I think the second of the two options there, Mick, um, if she's nice and relaxed early, we'll probably look to keep her that way. Um, she has got the gate speed, and we did use it last start back home, but uh, she didn't didn't relax as good uh, as she should have afterwards. So, like you say, bigger bigger assignments. You know, the next couple of starts all going well. So, you know, generally she's a very relaxed filly. So we'll try and keep her that way, fresh up. And you know, like you say, she's got a lot of speed off helmet. So, uh, you know, she gives us a few options, but um, you know, we'll just play it by ear. But you know, definitely be trying to keep on the relaxed side tomorrow. 
just going back to our previous question, Tim, which same pe- some people may not have heard the answer to, Ultra Wise Guy uh, ran down the track behind BD Joe. He had beaten Copy that a couple of starts earlier. So what did you make of him on Saturday night? What, what was the report there? You know, Blake was happy with him. Obviously, he had a tricky draw and, and went back, and they run those quick times. It's hard to make up a hell of a lot of ground, and uh, you know, he was pleased with him. I think he's a horse going 40 to improve off. You know, if he can draw a bit handy, he's, he's got a, you know enough gate speed to, to put himself in a four position. So, animals, uh, um, you know, definitely put him over here. He's he's on what he's showing at home. You think the good miles over here should really suit him? Tim, thanks for joining us, mate. Congratulations on your first Saturday night Menangle winner uh, just two days ago. We're looking forward to seeing Carlua Flyby start her Oaks campaign there tomorrow night. No worries. Thanks so much, Mick. Tim Williams, one of the leading drivers in New Zealand, drove BD Joe to win on Saturday night. Thank you also to Jack Trainer, who had a training treble on Saturday night and, of course, ran second in the Hunter Cup. And David Moran who had the Hunter Cup win with Honolulu Bay and is heading back to Menangle, which has been a roller coaster track for him. Our apologies for, at my end, a few little baby technical issues here going on with the show today. It happens sometimes when you're in different countries and have different guests in different parts of Australasia. But great to have your company this morning. With the next on the pace will be 10.30 on Wednesday morning with Brittany Graham.